0: My Father's Footsteps I remember walking with Dad past Chase Lumber and Hardware Store when I was about five years old. We were on important business. I knew it was important because Dad was striding out. I was trying to match him stride for stride, but I kept falling behind, and I would have to toss in a couple of gallops every third step or so. Stretch as I might, I couldn't make the strides he did. About this same age, I tried to laugh like Dad laughed because I thought that was cool. Mother told me in private I should use my own laugh. I wanted to take the B-29 bomber plane Dad had just made me to show my friends. He talked me out of it. He said they would probably laugh at it. I thought he was kidding. Surely they would envy me and the masterpiece of scrap lumber my dad had created. He, my brother Gordon, and I liked to listen to the hit parade on the radio and guess which song was top of the charts for that week. We listened to Bob Hope Jack Benny, Fibber McGee and Molly, and Red Skelton comedy shows every Tuesday night. And we all tried their jokes out on our friends the next day. If I could make Dad laugh with a joke of my own, I figured that was a solid piece of material. Dad wanted to play baseball, play well. But his faulty vision couldn't track a fast pitch or gauge a high fly ball or a hot grounder. But tossing the ball up and smacking fly balls and sizzling grounders for Gordon and me was another ball game. He could hit it a country mile with accuracy. My problem then was to get the ball back to him. Gordon had a throwing arm like a 105 howitzer cannon. My arm was a small-bore sidearm by comparison. If I snagged one of Dad's flies out of the stratosphere, I would toss it to Gordon to send it back. I would later be reminded of Gordon when I read encouragement Dale Murphy's father gave to his son. Murphy was an all-star with the Atlanta Braves. As a catcher, part of his job was to pick off runners trying to steal second base. His rifle shot to the second baseman often did this. The only problem was if Murph, as he was called, if Murph aimed a little high, it blew over the second baseman, seemingly headed into orbit. (laughs) His father told him, Dale, one thing's for sure, they're never going to steal center field on you. They later moved Murphy to center field where he could pick off runners headed for home. Dad finally found his groove as an athlete, only to discover, as all the great ones do, that fame is fleeting. At a family reunion, the first time he ever rolled a bowling ball, he scattered pins like an All-American all night He stunned the veteran rollers among his cousins and their families. Unfortunately, he went back the second night and was king of the gutter. Dad claimed to have few vocational skills, but he had something better, the will to work and an ability to make friends. In the midst of the Depression, he got a job hauling and stacking 100-pound sacks of grain The family of Mr. Hermanson, who owned the the mill, complained that he should have hired one of his relatives who needed a job. He answered them, they won't work like Fahrenheit does. Dad kept food on our table and a roof over our heads, and his back was never the same after the grain sacks got through with him. Many years later, he retired from Geneva Steel Plant And then found that the life of ease didn't suit him. He got a job digging ditches for the city and outworked men a third of his age. Dad had almost no religious training growing up, but set a different course for us. He and Mom decided we would go to church. He had our family sealed together forever in the temple. He served in numerous church callings, including ward clerk and counselor to the bishop. By love, patience, example, and encouragement, he helped one of our neighbors find his way from daily trips to the booze and pool hall to weekly and more trips to church with his family. Dad stopped by the man's home every Sunday on his way to church to invite his friend and neighbor to join him. The man always said no for years. Then one day, when Dad called by, the neighbor was sitting in his home in a suit and tie and said, I'll go with you. Thanks for the invitation. The man never looked back. His wife and family shared the love she had barely dared dream of. Several other men near us made their pilgrimage of improvement as dad led and encouraged them. Later in life, dad and mom served in a temple and then on a mission to Sylvania, Georgia. Their friendships with the folks there lasted for the rest of their lives. I couldn't match dad's stride when I was five years old. And after more than that many decades, I haven't yet made the strides he did. I may have accomplished some things he didn't, but only because I got the head start he never had. His example still marks the trail for me. Like most children, the lessons I learned from dad were often extracted from watching what he did. Those lessons also returned to me at odd times. The other day, I was observing the annual leaking water line ceremony that our rooftop swamp cooler puts me through. No matter how carefully I drain the line in the autumn, every summer when I turn the water on, the line spits at me from a crack or several. I think I could roll it up in the fall and take it to bed with me every night to keep it cozy and warm. And as surely as the summer solstice rolls across the mountains east of us, the line would spray the side of the house and me again, and I would be splicing in a repair section again, tightening the fittings and muttering to myself, surely a nason that could put a man on the moon could dot, dot, dot. Plumbing is my favorite activity next to do-it-yourself root canals. It is in some ways like surgery. You never really know if the operation is successful until the job is sewn up. If the pipe or the patient leaks, it's back to square one. This time, wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles, I turned on the water and my repaired connection held tight and dry. But just to make sure, I thought, I'll just give it one more turn for good measure. Then my father's spirit whispered to me from heaven, where, among other blessings, the plumbing never leaks. Remember the basement waterline. The memory came flooding back, pun intended. Late Saturday night, winter, cold, basement dark and clammy. All the plumbing supplies stores closed. The plumbers asleep in their beds. Not that we would likely have laid out precious cash for either parts or labor. When there was a snowball's chance in Hades, we could fix it ourselves, with leftover stuff cannibalized from previous patch jobs. With few and ancient tools and a novice knowledge of the dark arts of plumbing, we yanked, jerked, and pried the leaking joint apart. Dad did the surgery. I managed the yellow glimmer from the flashlight sucking the last dregs of energy from its batteries. We cobbled together a splint for the house main waterline. Dad warily approached the incoming water valve and gently coaxed it open. I aimed the bucket to catch the inevitable. But no, the gods of plumbing smiled upon us. The connection held, it was not even moist. We were astounded amazed and gratified. In his delirium of victory, my father said, I'll just give it one more little dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Thread stripped, pipes slipped, joints snapped, and a new geyser was born in the world. Dad ran for the valve, enlarging my vocabulary as he went. I started my Saturday night shower early. I learned a lesson that night without realizing it. When plumbing and or people are under pressure, don't cinch down, back off. That truth has helped me in sports, personal and business relations, parenting, church counseling, and many other ways I could think of if I weren't under the stress of trying to write something profound here. Observing my work on the swamp cooler, I smothered the urge to tighten the waterline. I zipped up my tool bag and tiptoed slowly away. The last time I looked, the repair was still holding. Thanks, Dad. Domestic crises were a trial for Dad, but nothing compared to the Travails of the Trail. The cowboy vocal group, The Sons of the Pioneers, sang about drifting along with a tumble and tumbleweed. Was this what they had in mind?